Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hey, we're it's Jubo, Jubo, and you're listening to us on Pop Nerd. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. For our season nine finale, we have some very special guests joining us in the lounge. Their rendition of the King Harvest classic, Dancing in the Moonlight, has garnered over 300 million streams. Their latest EP, 6115 Orange Street, is out now. We talk about their humble beginnings, writing the highs and lows of the music industry, and they give me their theory on why Sweden is such an epicenter for wonderful music. This is Jubal. Welcome to Popner Lounge. I'm with Jubal. Guys, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having us. One of my favorite Disney movies is Ratatouille, and one of the characters in it says, anyone can cook. So do you think that the same principle applies to music? Do you think anybody can create music? Yeah, I think we're a good example of that because uh, none of us are cooks from the beginning, and we've uh, managed to come pretty far without some ground skills we just developed through the years yeah we've been working like really hard for several several years now but uh, as sebastian said we're not schooled musicians so i'd absolutely say anybody can cook or anybody can make music yep speaking on that sebastian i heard from an interview that you taught yourself music production early on with a a program called Fruity Loops and that you still use it to this day. What was your motivation to keep going while you were learning the ins and outs of music production? Uh, I've always been like, uh, I I want things to go fast when we create something. And um, the program that I use and always been using is very like, it's easygoing and uh, is very direct. And I think that's, that's important because you can create the same songs in every music program, so it doesn't matter, really. It's just, I like the fast one. And Victor, you kind of have a, a similar story where like, you had a watch company, but then you met a lot of the professionals at DJ's events and music industry professionals, and you kind of taught yourself DJing. What kept you motivated, learning the ins and outs of DJing, creating music while you were learning early on? Yeah, but both me and Sebastian got thrown into the business quite fast. We met like in 2012, correct me yep. if I'm wrong, Sebastian. And, and uh, like the, the year after we had our first release together with a major. So uh, just like having that confirmation that we, we are doing something right and people believe in us and want to work with us, that was like the receipt uh, on uh, we were, this is what we're going to do. Um, so we... I guess we were like lucky, but uh, also like really hardworking. So that's just the motivation. But you have to see, or you have to see some kind of progress. I'd say. 
to keep yeah. going. And we've been very fortunate to to always like work around people with like the same visions and as us and yeah, always taking it a step further. That just wants to make you keep going. Like you mentioned, uh, you guys met in 2012 and you've released your first single in 2013 and you also played a huge music festival and this is all happening within your first year. So for a group that had a lot of highs in the beginning, how did you handle those milestones in the beginning? Because I know that for a lot of people that can either make or break them. Like they can be, they can ride on that high and they can like let it get to their head or they can like just use that as momentum to keep going. So how did you handle those milestones in the beginning? I mean, we had like the first and second year, things were like moving forward and it was great. We like developed both musically and like in the career, but then uh, something happened with the scene. Like it was, we had an EDM project and then, uh, well, it was quite tough. And uh, yeah, that was when like Jubal was born <laughs> out of that like crisis. But uh, yeah. I mean, like getting that kind of start is like the dream for everyone. And for us, it was just like, we've been there once, we want to go there again. It's just, it just became like a motivation for us to like keep pushing to, to that, like to the big stages. We want to be there. Sebastian, yeah. did you want to add on to that? No, I, I agree with uh, what Victor says. Uh, I think we were, we had our highs and then we went to the low. Like our prognosis didn't go like this. It went from <laughs> like this and straight down. So, but we've always like believed in ourselves and uh, kept working hard as possible to hopefully achieve like the same scenes again. And obviously we have, because we played bigger stages, but yeah. So, uh, I'd say like the, the the hard work has has really like motivated us through this journey so far. Yeah. And I heard that you guys uh, weren't named Jubal in the beginning. So how did you land on that name, and what is the significance of it? So we had another project before, and when we like started to uh, like discover, like we started to produce for other acts and such, we made a few songs eventually we felt like uh, or we, maybe we didn't feel it nobody wanted, wanted to release them <laughs> so we were like okay let's do it ourselves uh, and uh, then uh, we just like came up with the name it was like we didn't think too much about it it was just yeah. a fun thing from the beginning and it sounded nice and it looked nice <laughs> so that's not so much thought behind that name but it feels cool I think, I think the nice best name. decisions the best decisions comes out of when you don't think <laughs> they just happen just let it happen and because uh, when you try to figure out something clever it's you're just going to get locked yeah and like creatively. for the first project it was called Galavant and I, I remember we were sitting like for a year trying to come up with a name and then someone yeah. else said you should name yourself Galavant because that's cool and that's like a slang word for something uh, in English and to, until this day I still don't think that name is so it's not great <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, some kind of knight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I had a question, and I was kind of talking to my uh, friend who happens to be a DJ, and I was, I was t 
talking to her and she idolizes uh, Max Martin. Like that is her like go-to. And I want to know why, why do you guys think that Sweden is such an epicenter for creating great music? You guys pump out fantastic music. And I want to know why it's such like a hotbed for um, creating fantastic music. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think everyone ask this, this question often like since Sweden is a very small country but uh, I remember like I don't know if this was like Swedish House Mafia or Avicii they said since it's so cold here so often there's nothing not much <laughs> to do so people lock down in the studio and just create and uh, yeah since it's, since we're the possibilities are like harder over here you need to work double as hard I'd say yeah, so. and also like you get a confirmation. You you have there's always someone that knows somebody that's like a successful musician, and that like drives you because then you know it's possible. Yeah, and also like we have the right. I mean, we live in a country where like you can educate yourself, like go to a musical school, and it's for free. So we have the, all the possibilities to like develop mm-hmm. if you really want to. <laughs> Yeah. So I, so I guess it's just a combination of lots of stuff, and we have like a legacy from Sweden with like, yeah, mus- musician from way back, and that's like made it in the world. So I don't know, it's something mm-hmm. within us. Yeah, I was going to comment because music schooling, and you know that that for us here in the states, if you want to get to like a top tier music school, you have to pay good money for it. But the yeah, you, guys, yeah. you, you guys have the able the ability to have that kind of resources is fantastic, and I think that encourages people to be creative, to go after Absolutely. what they yeah what they want because, and I think that should be more accessible everywhere because you know especially here in the states, like we encourage arts programs and whatnot, but at the same time, it, it's we kind of favor other things over arts and I think that being creative just opens up so many more doors and so I think we should be encouraging more people to you know educate Absolutely. yourself and you know go through those programs to chase after your dreams yeah yeah, yeah I agree. I like yeah definitely let's talk about your EP that just dropped 6115 Orange Street I loved it I loved every single track on it and it paid Thank a you yeah, it paid homage to LA, your time in LA writing. What is it about uh, the city that makes it such a home for creatives from what you gathered when you were there? Yeah, I mean, we, we've we always had a big, big dream to go there and write. Like, if you're a Swede, that's your big ambition to go um, yeah. to LA. Every, uh, everyone has that achievement. And uh, dream. We fi- yeah, we finally got to go there and uh, like, we just we got blown away by like all the inspiration and uh, and everything all the surroundings so the the name of the ep is actually the street name where we we um we wrote the ep and most so, of the songs were written there yeah so it's true what they say it's 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 pure magic over there now, with the EP, how did you choose those five songs specifically to, for a cohesive vision? Because I know that you guys had like singles that led up to it, but how did you choose those songs specifically? Because I know that when writers get into a session, they have tons and tons of songs, but how do they narrow it down to one body of work? I, I think we like we have uh, we we create so much music, so we're always like one step ahead of ourselves. So yeah, 
this EP for us was like, okay, these songs aren't like the current sound we're making now. So, but we still want to bring, give out those songs. We don't want to make something end on the desktop. So we, we thought they had a, they were suiting for this EP and like upcoming songs are a bit different. And uh, so for, for us, it was pretty easy to choose be, uh, the songs, I'd say. Yeah, we want also, we want like uh, diversity in the EP. We have some songs that's a bit slower and we have some some songs with uh, some um, Latin flavor. Mm-hmm. We have one song that's a bit darker and clubbier. So we just want wanted some kind of diversity in the in the EP. And it ended up with these five songs. I love it. And one of my favorite tracks was Weekend Vibe. I absolutely enjoyed it and it seems that a lot of people did because it was one of the, the big successes off your EP. So what's the story behind that track? Uh, uh, <laughs> the story the story behind the song is pretty simple. We like it, I remember it was like an ending of a session. We were just about to go home and uh, we picked up the guitar and just started jamming on the on the chords. And the melodies came from nowhere, and uh, we were like, "Okay, this is this is really cool. It sounds like a Western song." <laughs> and uh, we went back the other day, and we still enjoyed the the um, the idea, and we just kept building it. And uh, the thing we like most about the song is like it goes into different genres. I'd say it's a bit of like Western, and then it's pop. And it's dance, and then it's like Motown. So for us, that song is like very fun, and uh, and it was it was a nice one, song to create. Yeah, it was. I, I I'd say it's just a result of us having fun in the studio, not thinking yeah. too much, just playing around with like different vibes and just trying or being creative. Yeah, and it turned out great. It did. <laughs> and is it true that um, so? What I heard is that when you guys were creating in LA, you, Bruno Mars was basically on every radio station. Yeah, and so like he was true. basically like your like inspiration or influence while you were creating the CP. Yeah, for sure. I Absolutely. mean, I've I've never listened too much on Bruno Mars. I've never been a big fan, but when we when we went there, I'd say I became a fan because you just heard the music everywhere, and it was like okay. The vibe in his songs are so great, and like they're so. Uh, yes, it's hard to put words on, but uh, I think we got inspired to put a little bit of his vibe in our songs and make make it our our own. You talked a little bit about this, but how do you make sure that each release that you put out sounds different than the previous one without losing who you are? What makes you you? Mm. Oh, that's uh, that's also like a tricky question. But we always try to have like a strong uh, guitar melody or like uh, a guitar chorus or something. Uh, so we all always try to like fit or have like a room for for a melody part. Uh, besides from that, I mean, Sebastian is singing on all the tracks, which also makes it unique. And uh, besides from that, actually, we're we're like developing all the time and. and uh, I mean the the next and upcoming EP is like a bit different vibe, but you can still hear it's Yugo, but yeah. Yeah. With-
with the EP being an homage to LA, is LA somewhere you want to be down in the future? Like, would that be somewhere you would look to have like your creative home where you write, where you create music and where you release music? Uh, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Why not? Uh, why not? I'd say uh, it probably, we will probably have a chapter over there for sure if the timing is right. And uh, yeah, because we, we believe that things get done when you are are on like the spot where it happens. So like the show business is mainly over there. So we probably had to be there for a while. I, I don't sure. complain. <laughs> I just agree. We probably, I'll follow, yeah, we probably I'll follow you wherever you go. In Malibu or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome, of course. Yeah. Now, you guys talked about a part of your journey where like, you had the highs, but then you had the lows as well, which I think is normal for any creative journey. What advice would you give artists that are hitting their rough patch and they're almost thinking of quitting music or quitting their creative craft? Don't mm, do yeah. it. <laughs> Hang in there. Don't do it. Hang in there. No, but, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, but work... I mean, if you work hard and you believe in yourself like surround surround yourself with people that also gives you good energy and believes in you everything's gonna get sorted out and uh, don't be afraid to try new things like do something else like uh, work on a genre which you haven't done before might open doors and yeah have fun yeah try to have fun I mean we still we still have have those days where you know it's it's hard and it's uh, struggling, but I mean, it's like Victor said, if you have a have a good team around you and uh, great people that encourage you with good energy, it's it's gonna fade out. And uh, I think when you go when you do something creatively and it's it's not a safe path, it's always gonna happens on the way. I'd say, but it's just like it happens get your mind. when you at least least expect it. Also, like. Yeah. When you don't think it happens, it, it will happen. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, guys, I only have one more question left for you. I can't believe that our time is almost up. It's been such a delight speaking with you. My final question for you is, what would you have told yourself when you were starting out? Like, if you could give yourself a piece of advice that you wish you knew in the beginning, what would you tell yourself? You go first. I mean, it's like uh, what we... Uh, I, I'd like someone to say like uh, everything's gonna be okay but, but like just <laughs> just keep doing what you do and uh, uh, yeah just have make sure to have fun don't think yeah. too much just have fun I mean uh, yeah I, I've uh, I don't know it's a, it's a good question but uh, I think that we've done everything uh, correctly like the, right, <laughs> like the right decision so far I wouldn't change anything I'd say because oh, where oh, we are like now we're, yeah exactly I'm happy where we are now uh, where I'm, I am so uh, I wouldn't change the path no that's a result of uh, like both ups and downs yeah we've had the downs we have the ups it's all good in the end 
Fabulous. Well, guys, thank you so much for speaking with me. I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can tell our listener where to find you on social media or where they can find your latest releases because we know we want to keep up with that and we want to see what else is to come for Jubal. So, yeah, go ahead and tell our listener where they can find you. You can find us on Instagram. Go follow us there if you want to know what we're doing and what's up. And um, you can also go to Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Deezer, uh, all the platforms, YouTube, and uh, go to Jubal and you can listen to our music. Fabulous. Thank you guys so much for speaking with me. I had such a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you. You too. Thanks for letting us. Special thanks to Jubal for being this week's guest. The biggest takeaway that I got from them is that you can literally start from scratch and if you work hard, you can make something of yourself. Like they said, um, anyone can create music and I believe that same principle applies to everything in the creative arts. So if you have a dream, go for it. If you want to learn more about Ubel, visit the links in the show notes. It gets more surreal to me every time we close a season, and I can't believe we're closing out season nine. Special thanks to my producing partner, Vico. I could not run this show alone, and I want to thank you for your hard work and dedication. There would not be a partner lounge without you, so thank you. And thank you to our guests who have been such humble and great advocates of what we do here at Popner Lounge, and that is to make sure that creatives know that their lives are valid. With the guests, I want to thank every single public relations firm and record label that we have worked with. Icon Public Relations, Lakeside Management, Dead Horse Branding, Warner Records, and anybody who has reached out and linked us to these incredible human beings that make our show possible. And finally, the listener. We would not have a purpose for the show if it wasn't for somebody listening on the other side and for us to create a message for others to listen to. So thank you so much to anybody who has shown us support, and I hope you stick around and check out Season 10. To follow updates on when that's going to drop, check out our social media at Popner Lounge. For all things Popner Lounge, you can visit our website at popnerlounge.com. This has been Stephanie Pham, and I hope you check us out next season.